0: Good morning, everyone. Chris Berryman here, your host of the Bringing Humanity Back in a Business Show. And today's topic is going to be diving into the realm of interviewing and connecting with applicants and candidates in the business world and how are we supposed to do that and everything like that. So let's jump on into it. As you guys may or may not know, uh, I've been an independent recruiter with a company called Reflick out of New Jersey. And what we do is we'll take the Fortune 500 companies of the world like MGM Grand Hotels, Canon Copiers, John Hancock Insurance. And what we'll do is we'll take those jobs, post them on social media like uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google Plus, LinkedIn, and get those jobs filled through the internet. But what I do. And so I'll take it one step further. Instead of just going through the rigmarole of a traditional interview looking at a resume and uh, only scan it for six seconds and next thing you know there's nothing really of value there to me, I really get the value not only to be given to the applicant and candidate, but also I'm actually getting value back by, by asking proactive questions. Where they want to go in the next two to five years? What makes them want to come work for MGM Grand, and uh, what's their skill set, what's their expertise level, what makes them passionate about working, and things of that nature, and that's what I like to do each and every single day, is like to really put a a name and a face together, not necessarily a, a resume or a name and a number and that kind of thing, because people are people, first and foremost, that's number one, because we want to be valued as people, not just And what a resume shows or uh, what uh, my skill set is and that kind of thing. Because like in my other uh, podcast episode earlier about labeling people. You don't want to do that and that kind of thing. So you want to always add that value back to people. So in my continuing research about what needs to be changed as far as bringing humanity back into business and everything... Uh, From my own experience of what I've been doing with all these uh, interviews that I've actually been setting up for uh, my research and everything. I went into this restaurant, which I won't name the restaurant by name or anything. But I went to it on Saturday and uh, had a uh, not an interview scheduled, but an an interview nonetheless. Because I went down there, went down early around 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, say that I, I, I filled out an application this morning, would like to speak to somebody, kind of waited outside, uh, for a little while because their building's not even been yet fitted up and, uh, constructed and everything. So, first things first, when the guy starts to sit down and talk to me, not even two minutes, three minutes into the conversation, and he was looking through my resume and everything, He's like, his alarm goes off, and he says, I gotta make a phone call. But this is the thing that really throws me off, is he didn't get up, go somewhere else, and say, Kate, can I give you a quick second, I need to make this phone call. He sits there and makes a phone call about the business, uh, concerning about uh, equipment, or an AC outage, or something like that, because something was running too hot, and that kind of thing, and he had to call a a uh, repair guy to go to to go over to one of his other stores and everything like that which to me i don't mind that so much but some other people probably would to me the good business thing would have done it says hey can't i I need to make this quick phone call would you mind let me step outside real quick and 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 take this and 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 make this call because it's 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 really important i need to do this sure not a problem i would have said no big deal But he was actually on the phone for almost five, six minutes telling the guy what needs to be done and everything like that. And that was killing time out of the interview. And that's really not really the thing you want to do when you want to try to connect with somebody and everything like that. So after he gets off the phone and everything like that, he was asking me some questions about where I've worked and what I've done and everything like that. And I even told him what my skill set is. And I even told him about my disability and everything. And, uh, he's like, okay, but the thing about it was, he was, I think, to me, and I might be wrong, but it's just me, I think he wasn't really truly listening to what I was saying to him, and everything. Because I told him where I was working at, what I was, I was doing currently, and what I would like to be able to do with this company and everything. And then one of my questions at the very end and tail end of the interview was, so what are the hours of operation that you're trying to fill these positions for and everything like that? Because I need to know because I, I don't know what you guys are going to be doing. He's like, you, you need to have an open availability. And I'm thinking in my head, to have an open availability for a restaurant that's not going to be open 24-7, number one. Number two, we have lives outside of our businesses anyway, so we got to understand that. And then number three, this is going to be a new establishment. You would think that people who is either in school or have other jobs they will be cognizant of that and understanding to the fact that that is going on and they want to, they don't want to take them away from that. It's like if a kid goes there to to work uh, while he's going to college or after high school or something like that, they're not going to tell him, oh, you have to be here every afternoon and weekends and everything, and that's going to kill a kid. Number one, because they're not going to have no time no, on anything to be able to do anything. Because what if they're on football or band or whatever? That's going to kill them, number one. Because that's not adding value back over to the candidate uh, or what they want to try to do to create income, especially from being a high school student or in college. And then, if it's someone who's already got an established job like I do, and I have this job, but I've had it for over a year. You would think, okay, we can probably uh, meet some middle ground here because that's what says so poignantly in my John C. Maxwell book that I'm listening to about everyone communicates but few connect. And that's one of the things that he does say is when when people are speaking to one another... We have to reach out and meet on the common ground and everything. So, I, 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 like I said, thought in my head, I can't believe he's saying this. So, I was like, So, you're telling me that since I already have a, a prior job already and I've established clients already because I'm walking dogs and everything like that, you wouldn't conform to me working for you Monday through Friday? Would, 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 would that not work for you oh no you have to have open availability and I was like okay I'll see what I'll do and see that right there sets the precedent that they're not willing to be investing in their applicants and candidates or more importantly even their employees because the culture and the mindset is totally backwards to where it really truly needs to be Who wants to go to work for a company that doesn't have your best interests at heart or everything? So, granted, we all got to make a living. We all got to make money. We got to sometimes figure out creative ways of doing it. So, after that happened, and he said, Well, I'd like to set you up for an interview come come Tuesday and uh, come in at 2 o'clock and speak to Stephanie. Because he asked me, "Well, did you get a hold of Stephanie on Facebook? i are like, who's Stephanie? So I was like, no, I just let that one go because I didn't know who that was. So no big deal. But then, like I said, I come home. I go online to their website, fill out an application online, and I even stipulate the hours of availability that I'm able to do. And guess what happened? I still had Stephanie, yes, that same Stephanie that was mentioned in the interview from quote-unquote Facebook, that says, reached out to me, we would love to have you come in for an interview. Will you be open for that? So knowing now full well that I've given them my uh, availability and everything, and I stipulated that, and it's on the record, and they're still willing to talk to me yet again, that tells me there's a different dynamic in play. That w- there, where there is one set of ideas and everything from one person, and a different set of ideas and ways of doing things from another. They're not universal, because you would think if Stephanie has talked to that very same guy and everything, and knowing what was going on she probably wouldn't even texted me because actually she texted me like at nine o'clock at night and which that's to me that's a god-awful hour to begin with uh to try to get somebody hired on for for a uh a, a company and i never heard of that to be honest with you but yeah she actually texted me a couple of times said when are you available and then i even said back to stephanie saying uh I've already spoke to somebody at the restaurant, I'm supposed to come in for a 2 o'clock interview on Tuesday, is that correct? There was a long wait time before I got that next reply, and she's like, yes, that's correct. So now, like I said, now knowing full well, they know what they know. And that's what I'm saying, there is a, a different way of being, of conducting business within the organization in itself to where one person's actually doing the right thing versus what the other person's doing was totally the opposite. And I've seen that in a lot of companies to where one person says one thing is totally the opposite from another even though they'll be in the same building and working for the same company. So I'm gonna go, I'm going to go in and see what they say. Because the one thing that I don't want to end up losing is that extra income that I could be getting from walking dogs, and also what I'm doing with my my internet recruiting too as well. I don't want to end up losing that. It's the way I was really thinking about it after the fact, after I interviewed with them, and also got the the uh, text messaging from Stephanie is I'm thinking, wait a minute, are they truly willing to say those very same things to a vendor who brings product to them and everything like that, and yet they'll bring products to other uh, people? Or are they going to say, hey, no, you can't be doing business with anyone else. you got to do business with us because you're our vendor. We We, we want to deal with you exclusively. But see any good business person knows you gotta diversify and be able to to meet the demand of what uh the common law of economics is if there's a supply, you need to meet the demand so that means if you're a vendor, you gotta be a big enough vendor that you can handle all that, but you then begin in the same token being a small entity as this restaurant is. You wouldn't think that they're going to tell that to to a vendor, even even if they are a small vendor themselves. You don't end up saying, "Hey, you can't sign with so and so or whatever," and that kind of thing, because I know they know full well that they're not going to tell that to a vendor because they know they need to make money themselves. And it's like like I said earlier about about the uh, the college student or the high school student. They're not going to tell them when they come to apply, you got to have open availability because, for one, they're not going to say no to education, first and foremost. They're going to say, hey, uh, we understand you're in school. We want you to graduate. We want you to do this. Because I physically not only went to school, but actually I worked full-time when I was at McDonald's. And that was my very first job. So in my... Later of my junior and senior year of high school, I didn't have to go to school because I worked because I had all my credits met and everything. So all I did was work. And I still got a diploma and graduated with a 3.5 GPA, even from coming from a special education background as I have. So I think there's a big, like I said, disconnect from companies interviewing people as such. And this is the way, if, if it was me interviewing someone else, this is the way I would have it. I would have it and asked them what are the qualifications. Of course, I'm, of course, I'm going to look over the resume. But I really would get to know who they are. It won't be distracted and, and anything like that. And I won't take a phone call or anything like that. I'm going to be focused on them. And then if they say, well, I'm working uh, 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 another job and uh, I'm currently right now doing this uh, or I'm going to school and I'm also playing football and that kind of thing. What hours can I be able to work for your establishment because I like to be able to make some, some money and that kind of thing? Well, the thing I would ask is first. What does that job entail, and do you would it be a con, a, con, a conflict of interest if you used to work for us? And see, I even stipulated that with this guy that I talked to. I was like, "Hey, look, I got established clients on the weekends. It's uh, not going to conflict with what you guys are doing. I can work for you. i work for you Monday through Friday, and that should be perfect." And see, that's the way I would have it if someone. Was in uh, I was interviewing them. I was get to know what their activities are and see if it's going to be conforming. Because see, the more the more end up, what's more going to end up happening is when, especially in a restaurant dynamic, is you actually going to hire more people to work on a part time basis? Because in a restaurant, you actually are thrown up with a lot of work in a short amount of time. Because you have prep involved. You have unloading of trucks. And everything. And then. Depends on what time you guys are open. Uh, there's some restaurants that open at 11. Some open at, 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 at noon. Some people don't open until dinner. And I worked in all those kind of concepts. To where the actual opening time of the restaurant. Was varied from place to place. But. In a restaurant, it's very seldom that you actually hire a full-time employee. It's a rarity. If you can get only 30 hours a week, that's considered full-time in their eyes. So, I'll see how this thing leads. I'll see where it goes. But to me, This is another reason why we need to definitely bring humanity back into business for the mere fact that it's not about me, it's about we. Because to me, I want to work for an employer who has the same kind of like-minded attitudes and mindset as I do. That if I help you, you help me, then we help we. We need to get that mentality put into the mainstream of, of corporate America. Regardless of the cost, to be honest with you. Because I'm that passionate about it. I want everyone to be successful no matter whatever endeavor that they're in. Whether they're mopping floors or taking out the garbage or uh, doing lawn maintenance. wherever realm that they're in and they're a facet of industry and they're very well versed in what they're doing i want everyone to be successful granted we're not all going to be successful all at the same time but if we can put the best foot forward to put the needs and wants and dreams of others first rather than our own i think we'll get not only more accomplished but we actually will drive growth, we will drive a better culture, we will drive more revenue, and everything will fall organically into its place. That means not only you will see the accolades and the recognition that you will be getting from doing something that's so selfless and not selfish, that everything, will, like I said, will fall into its place. Uh, You will get more money from it, you will get more admiration, you will get more people respecting you, more people who like to be able to follow you and emulate what you do. I mean, everything will go into the positive because you're more proactive versus reactive in doing those kind of things. And since me being a business owner myself, I know I'd rather be proactive, meet people halfway on a common ground. Find, like I said, their needs and wants or where they want to go and say, how can I help and serve you? So I hope this interview goes well when I go into it. And if it does, not it doesn't. If it does, it does. But like I said, this is the dichotomy that you'll see now in a lot of industries that two different people have two totally separate ideas of how to hire and interview people. And to me, I don't care how you do it, to be honest with you. I'm the kind of person that's like, I, I don't care how you get your things done, as long as it's within the confines of what our corporate mission is about, about if I help you, you help me, we help we, I don't care how you do it. As long as the core mission remains and the core values remain, that you're going to strive for that, but yet you're going to also be universal in the same context that you'll do everyone the same way, humanly possible, mind you, that that's what I like to see. And and I've done that as a business owner. I let people have the free will and critical thinking and autonomy to do what they need to do even in a corporate environment structure of a corporate Fortune 500 company like McDonald's or Outback Steakhouse or Amazon. I've done that because I know the value of truly letting people be free. Because in this day and age, we need to get back to the, I call it the golden rule concept. It's do unto others as have have them to do unto you. If you can actually treat people the way that you want to be treated, you will not only get more back in return, but you will see dividends for the positive coming just from doing the right thing. I I think that is the best way to do and conduct business. Because you don't have to act like a tyrant or or, or a, a a person that's going to always say, hey, when I tell you to jump, I'll tell you how high and, and, and that kind of fear mongering is not what's going to drive people for success. They'll be stolen so instilled with fear, they're not only not only going to respect you, they're going to fear you, they're not going to follow you, they're not going to emulate you, and then next thing you know, they may not even be with your company anymore they are going to literally go by the way of the condor and be extinct in your business. They will be gone. And then your business will be left with, how do I create more new employees? Because if you add value to people, people are going to end up being your best recruiters because you know what they're going to do for you and in your business? They're going to talk about the great things and qualities of what the business brings. They they say they add value to me each and every single day. When I'm uh, uh, needing help, they're willing to pitch in. They They don't tell me to do things. They ask of me and that kind of thing. And that's what I'm saying. The basic humanity needs to be really fundamentally instilled back into each individual person of ownership, managerial, uh, supervisors, uh, administrators, everyone across the business need to has, needs to have that fundamental humanity back. Because I know when they go home, they go and say, Oh my God, I just had the worst day of my life. I, I hate working for him. But then why go back? Why go back to some place that's not going to value you, not going to in to help you go where you want to go if that's all you're going to do is say, I can't stand it no more. That's perfect case in point. It's my wife. She has now gotten to the point in the Walmart pharmacy that she's working at that she doesn't get the respect. She doesn't get the support. She doesn't get the... uh admiration and congratulations each and every single day for the work that she does because nine times out of ten, the pharmacy management team actually goes behind her and undercuts her at every turn. She is now so not only mentally demoralized, but she is physically demoralized because she doesn't do half the stuff that she used to almost probably maybe even 10 or 15 years ago. She is that th- to that point, she does not even care. She's now going to mark on her schedule that she's only going to work one Saturday a week, uh, a month, I mean, and that's it. Because other people are been given way too much leniency as far as the scheduling is conf- uh, concerned that no one's actually sharing their workload. It's all put on her. So that's why we really truly need I, I can't say it enough, ladies and gentlemen. We need to have humanity back in business now. And if we go, if we're not gonna do it now, when will it happen? I think if I don't do it now, it will never get done. That's the way I look at it. Because me and my business partner, Jezreel White, we're so passionate. Are in mission driven for this concept to take hold in our society this should have been there right from the very get go since the inception of people working but we have been so like I said brainwashed and been trained by our people that we look to as leaders and captains of industry and saying this is the way we 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 want to work and even our own parents at one point said well a a good hard day's work is if you work 40 hours a week and if you have to put in more then you put in more to me that's all good but that's not now not the reality the reality is ladies and gentlemen we got to have balance not only into our business lives in our personal lives we need to have people who are willing to not only value us but not only respect us but more importantly who want to help us get to where we need to go because I believe if I help you get to where you want to go and if you truly want to help me get to get where I want to go we will get to, to get together and go where we need to go because if we can help Others to help others. It's a it's a great point. And I have to bring it up yet again. It's a great quote that's ingrained into every fiber of my being. That goes along with my with our mission statement. And I even told this to Jesel, and he totally agrees with me on this. Leaders can't be leaders if they can't follow. Followers can't be followers if they can't lead. And for what you should be able to get from that, and this is the way I see it, a great leader, or any leader for that matter, no matter how big or small they are as far as a leadership standpoint goes, if they're not willing to listen and to get all the information and see all points of view and see other avenues or ways to conduct business in a positive, more proactive manner, they're not going to be truly leaders. They're just basically leader in name only. But when it comes to a follower, a follower can't necessarily be a leader if they can't look to the leaders to begin with anyways. Because if, if, if you're going to be blindly following somebody, it's like the proverbial cliff. People will be going to the cliff and then dropping off. You just keep going off and off the cliff every single time. You don't want to have that. You want to have someone who has the autonomy, the vision, the uh, fortitude to say, hey, wait a minute, stop. The cliff is coming. We need to go to a different path. Even a follower, hopefully if they're not blinded, will see that. So you can't necessarily have people who are in leadership positions in name only and then again, you don't need followers who are just going to be following you blindly either. There's got to be that give and take of a great conversation to be had from management and employees and administrators and operations, HR, to, to, to I mean, everything under the sun, under a business dynamic and hierarchy, you've got to have proactive versus reactive conversations to really engage not only with your employees, but more importantly, the clients and customers that you guys are ending up serving. Because when you were thinking of the reality, and I said this in, in podcasts before, your very employees that you're shooting wrong today are your very same customers tomorrow. Because we're all consumers, we're all one and the same. That's the same universal law of economics. We're all consumers. But we don't look at ourselves as such when it comes to providing a good and service to somebody. Oh, Susie, not only does she work for Costco, but she has bought stuff from our own warehouse and she's in an administrative position and when she called to to get our customer service to help her, we didn't give her the time of day and she is in a position of corporate in and of itself and we're not willing to help her and I bet you if someone went at that and heard about what she had to go through things would not be great at corporate and we gotta look at it as such. We could be that one person that can change the dynamic around because what if the president of the United States goes in and eats in an Outback, doesn't get that great awesome service, what's he going to do? I guarantee you he's gonna say ten to his friends, whatever you do, don't go to this restaurant. Not great and everything you need to stay away from this place. But see, that's the human nature of telling people what to do and what not to do when it comes to getting a good and service. People are going to talk. So, I truly believe what needs to happen is that we all just need to come together as one Because our second mission statement is we want to create a team that will turn into a community, that will turn into a movement. And that's basically what our mission is about between me and Jezreel and the great team of people we've now started to assemble. Because there are a lot of like-minded people worldwide who see our dynamic that can really take hold... And what we're trying to do. And it, like I said, it just all stems from doing the right thing. If you can do the right thing, do as you say and do as you do, you will end up having better, more proactive outcomes than just reactive. And it's about me, 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 not we, we, we. So I want to hear your take on this, ladies and gentlemen, about when it comes to interviewing applicants and candidates on a corporate structure standpoint. Should we be more humanizing to the applicants and candidates? Should we actually add value to them right from the offset of interviewing to make it to where it's so enthusiastic to come work for, let's say, an Outback Steakhouse or Golden Corral or Carrabba's or Bonefish Grill, whoever it is. Should we set that precedent right off in the out, out, outset and say, hey, this is the reason why you need to work here? and Because, see, if you're interviewing somebody, you're basically are selling the whole idea and concept of what that concept is about. What The company will do, the company's mission, the company's culture, everything. Because, see, people still don't realize this. As us, being human beings, we are salesmen by nature. And for us to be salesmen, we don't necessarily have to sell the product or idea. We have to sell ourselves. Because you have to gain that trust that rapport, to be given that permission to give facts and data to, to somebody that that's legitimate and everything like that. Because, see, if you're given permission to really talk to somebody, that gives you a more of a foothold into the conversation. If someone doesn't really give you the verbal cues or nonverbal cues of, of not really speaking to them, then that's when you have to take a step back and say, okay, how do I gain this person to come to our point of view if he's acting this sort of way or she's acting this sort of way? How do I approach this? And it's like I say, it's like anything. It's the common law of humanity. You just got to know people and give you true genuine self to everyone, not just a front or a face at the time. You got to be honest and upfront. front, Forbore a hundred and ten percent you got to be trustworthy, transparent, genuine, and your reputation can be undeterred from any ethical thing because if you have high ethics and standards that won't be deterred by anyone or any business then they're going to not only respect you more they want to end up being you like like that even more. Because those are the kind of people we want to emulate. It's those kind of people who have the best kind of mentalities that we want to truly see in ourselves. And Anything in any business model, it all basically comes down to duplication. If we can't duplicate ourselves to other people, we are not going to be the best version, not only of ourselves, but we can't help other people be the best version of their selves if we can't be genuine and upfront and honest to ourselves first. Because if we have nothing to give to them, they are not going to listen to us. They're not going to follow us. They're not going to trust us. They're not going to connect with us. They'll go off off on their merry way. Whether to be in an interview stage or already working for you or They may end up being your next attrition-based statistic that someone has left your company because they couldn't trust you or they didn't feel like you were fair or honest and upfront and genuine. And those are, to me, those are the fundamentals that we have to get back to. We... We truly need to be human again. Because if we can't be human again, then we're, we're going to end up becoming the very monsters and robotic people that we basically have been brainwashed to be like for many, 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 many years. And to me, that's not okay. I don't want to be brainwashed anymore. I don't want to be a robotic person anymore or consider it as a name and a number. I want to be an actual person. I want to be valued, because if I'm not valued, you're not giving nothing back in return. Like I said, it's a two-way street in this world. We can't be running a race, race, and, and go it alone. That's why he. That's why he said so prominently in the book. Uh, about uh everyone communicates but few connect on the John C. And Maxwell books that I'm listening to. He even said that. It's like what's the sense of talking to somebody and running fast if I don't stop and slow down. But it's great that I've gotten there to where I was by, by myself. That's what we gotta do. We gotta take the time, take the initiative, take the True, honest look into other people and say, hey, do I not only care about this person, do I value this person? Do they want to listen to me? Do I want to listen to them? Like I said, it's 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 a big game of give and take. So, but I, seriously, ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your thoughts and comments on to this. Great subject about interviewing because like i said i can't say i can't stress it enough it, sh- it should be just so easy but yet it technically is so hard for people to understand that for you to really gain people to come to work for your company you don't have to be so uh, robotic and monotone and everything because like i said the biggest thing is you gotta have passion If passion does not drive you to do what you're doing, you are going to lose people because that's how entrepreneurs become started. It's because they get so burnt out and driven towards that robotic identity that they can't stand it no more. That's why you see so many people doing things in so many different ways other than what corporate sees and they say, how did you do that? I just thought of a better way of doing it. Oh, I didn't see that one coming because, like I said, we have been so trained and so brainwashed that we have to do things in a certain way to get a a desired result when actually the opposite is true. You find more avenues to do things and more opportunities to create a solution or create a new uh, work practice and uh, whatever thing that you need to do inside the workplace that's gonna be proactive in helping everybody. People are going to want that more than someone saying, hey, it's this, it's cut and dry, that's it, that's that. And don't get me wrong, I think structure is critical. We gotta have structure in the in, in the workplace. But we also have to have the freedom, the autonomy, the critical thinking that makes us humans as as we are already to be integrated with that. We got to have that because, like I said, if we don't have that humanity in our businesses now, like I said before, when is it going to take hold? When is it when corporate America will stand up and say, hey, you are no longer need to be considered a robot? You need to be considered a human. Because to me, that's not what people want to hear, is say, I'll tell you. How to make this. And you'll do it. It should be. I can show you how to make this. And show you once. But if I show you many times more. And ask you to do it. you probably get a better result. Because see. Not only do you take the time to show them. And show them. And show them. And they get that repetition down. But you always come back. And ask them to do something. And you ask that thing to get done. Because. That's what my wife says even in in her uh, pharmacy. She will never tell somebody to do something. She will ask. Never tell. Because she's not been brought up that way. Neither, Neither have I. So, hopefully another great episode for you guys. Hopefully you get a lot of value and insights of where I'm coming from. About really truly bringing humanity back into business. And I'd like to thank you all for your support. And listening. And your subscribership and your favorite the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Without your support, I wouldn't be doing this today. So thank you. Uh and of course, great shout out to my business partner, Jezreel White, and to all the other great people who are involved in in our great endeavor to become more human and truly bringing humanity back into business. So I will see you on the next episode. Of the bringing humanity back into the business show. And yes. The next episode will definitely be value. Today's episode was going to be value. But I had to throw this one in there first. Because I think it was more important. So uh, I don't want to hear from you guys. I will also put the description. And um, of my profile page in the description box. And also, I will put the um, Bringing Humanity Back in the Business Show show page on the description box, too, as well. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.